Kirill Kaprizov does it again as the Wild pick up a massive win over the Calgary Flames to give themselves a two-point lead heading into the final day of the regular season. We recap the win, a huge performance on special teams, and more. Our Locked on Wild postcast starts right now. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to yet another Minnesota Wild postcast as the Wild win 3-2 in overtime over the Calgary Flames. We have a lot coming at you here to recap the big win for the Wild Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg and our Lockdown Wild postcast tonight brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair of sunglasses. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. So give them a try, and if you don't love them, you will not pay a cent. It's as simple as that, plus 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five star reviews. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg and the Wild pick up two huge points. And first off, before we dive in, what a game, what a night. Um, just an unbelievable atmosphere and the perfect playoff tune up for the Wild uh, here against the Flames. Yeah, I got to tell you, Seth, it's been all year long. Uh, you know, Dean Evison's talked about it this morning. Bill Guerin touched on that. The crowds here have been absolutely spectacular. And I think, you know, the there are a lot of silver linings that come out of a pandemic situation like we had where we didn't get a lot of fans and then we had limited fans. Uh, they're gathered around during warm-ups now. So a half an hour before the game starts, they're six, eight, ten deep around the rink, ready to cheer on the wild, watch them, make signs. Uh, it's just, and then when the game starts, every seat is full. It's a hockey crowd. They know the game here. They know how to kind of pick their spots to help push the team through. And and the guys have all talked about it tonight. Every one of my interviews at some point post game uh, between Freddie Gaudreau and Cam Talbot, and even Dmitry Kulikov touched on what those fans mean. So that's what you're fighting for tomorrow night to try to get a point against Colorado to get an extra game at home because I really think for this team it matters. Yeah, it, it would be a huge boost, especially against uh, the likes of the St. Louis Blues. And uh, it all comes down to the uh, the final game of the season against the Avs, and we'll talk about that to finish things up here today. Had quite the goalie battle tonight with uh, Jacob Markstrom against Cam Talbot and you know, it, it has been so fun to watch Talbot on this stretch that he's on. It, it just it's been a couple of months of just dominating starts from Talbot and against one of the probably the best lines in hockey, he shut them down and uh, kept this team in the game until they could find a way to uh, to solve Markstrom. 
Yeah, it was a vintage Cam Talbot performance. He was clean. He was efficient. He wasn't giving second looks. Uh, he, he just looked so sharp. And you mentioned in almost two months, his last regulation loss was at home against Calgary way back in March and on March 1st. So, you know, we're talking 13-0-3 now in his last 17 appearances. And aside from the stats and the numbers and the dates, it's just the eye test. He just looks like he is so sharp right now. And if you're going to have a setup into the playoffs for a goalie, and that's going to be his last dress rehearsal, that's exactly what you'd look for. We've talked quite a bit, and, uh, and it has been talked about, you know, no matter which podcast you listen to, the special teams units for the Wild have been very up and down this year. And it, it comes down to just kind of being aggressive, I think, on both the power play and the penalty kill. And you could not have had a better performance by both of those units. The penalty kill playing aggressively and, uh, and frustrating the Flames. And then the power play gets a couple of goals as well. So that is also a huge and very encouraging sign heading into the playoffs because – those units are both going to be tested come playoff time. Yeah, and in, in playoffs, it comes down to goaltending and special teams because the teams are so evenly matched. These series are going to go six, sometimes seven games. You look at the matchup with St. Louis, and there's no question special teams are likely going to tip the uh, the pendulum one way or the other. And if you look at the game tonight, missing Jared Spurgeon, missing Matt Dumba, the penalty kill was absolutely out, outstanding. That's a top five power play in the National Hockey League. The Wild go four for four on the kill, and at key moments in that game, we're able to shut the Flames down, including the first minute and 51 seconds of the third period. Now you flip over to the power play, and Dean Evison very disappointed with the power play against Arizona two nights ago. Not only were they 0 for 6, Seth, but he thought they were way, way too cute. And, and really a point of emphasis this morning when we talked to the guys after morning skate was getting more aggressive on the power play. So what happens? Jonas Brodin gets the puck in the high slot. He blasts one through traffic. They get a goal. And then even in four-on-three overtime, where you have all that space and you have all that creativity with Fiala and Kaprizov and all that talent, what do they do? Tic-tac-toe, quick pass. Kaprizov wastes no time, one-times it. So that reinforces the message from the coaching staff that that's how you're going to have to play this thing. You're going to have to be quick with those shots because teams like St. Louis can really clog up the middle of the rink and block shots if you get too cute. Huge tip of the cap to Freddie Goudreau as well. And uh, I was watching in my living room and uh, absolutely like came up out of my chair when he <laughs> wedged that goal past, um, past Markstrom. Um, kind of gets lost in all the shuffle of how good that second line has been with Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy. But, you know, 14 goals now in the season for him, he has been a huge part of that line's success and maybe one of his biggest goals in a wild uniform. And it came at a perfect time. Yeah, I'll be the first to confess, I didn't know a lot about Freddie when the Wild picked him up, but as soon as we had a chance during training camp to talk to the coaches, and specifically Dean Evison, who had coached him prior, um, we were put on alert that this guy was a, a special part and an important piece. And then you watch him night in, night out, and sure, he's going to get overshadowed by Fiala and Boldy. Those are two uh, would-be superstars, but if you watch the details of his game, what he does in the defensive zone without the puck, the way he works on the face-offs, the way he works on the penalty kill. And then you talk to Boldy and Fiala about the freedom it allows them to have in their game when you've got a guy like that playing down low in the D zone, which he always does. He's such a responsible player. And then I, I got to tell you, I've been doing this job for 16 years. You will not find much better a gentleman than Freddie Gaudreau. I mean, this guy is a team guy. Thanks everybody. Every chance he gets, the training staff, 
um, the equipment guys. When I get done doing an interview, he thanks my my uh, camera guy and myself and my spotter. I mean, he's that guy. I mean, you talk about just a class act. So uh, Billy Garen and Dean Emerson had some intel on him. The Pittsburgh connection played out. And, and I think when you think of unsung heroes this year, he'd be at the top of my list. Yeah, he's he's been sensational all season. And it all comes down to a, uh, a big one for the Wild against the Avalanche tomorrow night. And so, Kevin, to finish off our postcast here tonight, we'll talk about the Avs game. We'll talk about a big start for Marc-Andre Fleury before the postseason. All that coming up. But first, another of our sponsors for these Lockdown Wild postcasts is BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, and the final push to the Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports, wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more, the Kentucky Derby right around the corner as well. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action, all of which you can find at BetOnline, where the game starts. Another win for the Minnesota Wild as they beat the Calgary Flames in overtime, setting up the final game of the regular season. Kevin Gorg, we know the stakes for the Wild now. They need one point to get the two seed in the Central Division and host the St. Louis Blues in the first-round series starting up next week. The Avalanche are a juggernaut. They have been scuffling a little bit as of late, but some of that, it, when you clinch so early, it's hard to really keep yourself you know, engaged all the way through the regular season. So some of that struggles due to injury. Everything else, it's still going to be an incredible battle against this Avs team, but... The Wild know what they need to do in order to uh, get home fields uh, for next week, and it all comes down to at least one point. I think it's nice to know what you have to do. I think winning tonight allows them that freedom. And Colorado's still playing as we talk right now. They're in the third period in a battle against Nashville. And I got to tell you, I, I don't anticipate them resting a bunch of guys, but Kemper's in goal tonight. Makara scored a goal. And if you're Colorado and, and your ultimate goal is the Stanley Cup, the president's trophy is still technically up for grabs. They're a couple points behind Florida if they hang on tonight to that victory. But, you know, they are likely not going to get into the Twin Cities until 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning. So my guess is, as we sit here right now, that there'll be at least a couple of players that are arrested. And, you know, for the Wild, they can't worry about that. What they've got to worry about is, is the task at hand. And Colorado is still a rival. They've still got a ton of talent and they're still a great skating team. It's going to be a big challenge for Minnesota, but it sure is nice to have that game at home, to be in your bed cozy and resting up while they're still traveling into your town. And I think uh, you touched on it going into the uh, the quick spot there. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, it's going to be his last start before the playoffs. If you're a Wild fan and you think this team's going to make a run, I can promise you both guys uh, in that net will make an imprint on that run. And, and Fleury's got those three cups. He's got the experience. But he just hasn't looked sharp here down the stretch. I had a conversation uh, with him this morning, and he talked about what he's working on, trying to get a little, just a little more clean in his side-to-side -side work and, and not give up uh, those big, juicy rebounds. And he plays the acrobatic style, so he acknowledges it's different than a lot of other goalies. But, you know, I know that uh, goaltending coach Freddie Shabbat and Marc-Andre and Mark Fleury have been working hard. He's a competitor. He wants to be out there under the spotlight of this big game. And 
I think you're going to see maybe his best performance in a wild sweater tomorrow. I know he's amped up to get back out there. That that would be absolutely sensational. Um, we may or may not see Freddie Goudreau, Matt Dumba, and Jared Spurgeon. Uh, it sounded like they were skating before uh, the Calgary game. And, and so does, does it matter if we see him or not before the playoffs? Would you like to see him at least get out on the ice or – Ultimately, as long as they're ready to rock come playoff time, that that seems to be the uh, the ultimate thing, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't change anything with the lineup outside of starting Flurry. I I think Zuccarello is such a valuable piece, and I know it'd be a nice thing to have him, but I, I would keep him in bubble wrap. I don't think we're going to see Matt Dumba. He's been skating, but I think they're still working through the contact and then getting his shot where he wants it because it's still a work in progress. Jared Spurgeon's the one guy we might see. I, I think there's an outside chance that they might put uh, Jordy Ben uh, back up in the press box and and give Spurgeon a chance to work out the kinks. They said he, he really dodged a bullet off that hit in Nashville where he got crunched behind the wild net and kind of landed awkwardly. Uh, it was deemed an upper body injury. So of the three, Zuccarello, Dumba, and Spurgeon, I think Spurgeon's the most likely I think Dumba's the least likely, and I think the wild card might be Zuccarello. And uh, I, I think, you know, we will probably won't even find out till 5 o'clock tomorrow when Dean Evison meets with the media. But uh, I think it'd be good to get the captain back out there. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun atmosphere, the final game of the regular season. And so a fun chance to see this team play one more time before the, uh, the postseason gets going next week. And uh, can't wait. We'll get a chance to see it in person. So uh, that's going to be fun as well. The final tune-up before the playoffs, and you just you can't beat what this Wild team has done this season. You just don't want it to end. I think right now, if you talk to Wild fans, and I'll include myself in the group, it has been such a, a pleasure to watch these guys compete. I love the coaching staff. I love the GM and his passion this morning when he met with us. And bottom line is, this is a really great group of guys to work with, and I want to see them get rewarded for how hard they've worked. They've put yep. the time in. They're, they're awesome on the ice, but I can promise you if you're out there watching this podcast, they're better off the ice. And I've had a lot of great teams that I've been lucky enough to travel with and work with in my 16 years covering this team. This team is at the top of the list. They are just an outstanding group of young men. So, yeah, let's get that home ice. Let's find a way to use that home ice to our advantage and make a run. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night. I know you're going to be there in person. It's going to be loud, and it's going to be amped up when the avalanche come calling. Can't wait. Kevin, thank you as always for the time. So uh, listeners, no postcast tomorrow night, but don't worry. We will be ready to rock come playoff time against the Blues next week. So enjoy the game tomorrow night. Make sure you are tuning into Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. Full previews coming up to get you ready for Wild Blues next week. And you can hear all that and more as part of the Locked On Podcast Network by subscribing to Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts.